My name is Jay and welcome to my podcasting journal. My mission is to help you become a better podcaster by sharing what I'm learning on my own podcasting journey. I'm continuing my discussion about microphones and how to choose the best microphone for your setup. Let's split up microphones into two kinds. Mics that work with power and mics that work without power. So let's start by looking at mics that don't have any power. These are generally called dynamic mics. Okay, let's get started. So the reason that they're called dynamic mics is because there's a coil and a magnet moving around dynamically, but that's not the most useful way to think about these mics. The fact that dynamic mics don't have power gives it one very useful quality to us podcasters. And that is that sounds have to be loud or close by to make it into the mic. So in theory, it should reject background noise and only pick up your voice. So if you record in a noisy environment or in an environment with ambient noise, then theoretically an unpowered dynamic microphone is going to be a better choice than a powered mic. Now in practice, while this is true, unpowered dynamic microphones will pick up some background sounds, especially the good ones, the good quality ones. But it's always going to be less sensitive and therefore a better choice than a powered condenser mic. Now I'll talk about powered condenser mics in a future episode, but technically, because they are powered, a good condenser mic is more powerful and can pick up a greater range of sound than an unpowered dynamic mic. So if you have a room or studio with good sound insulation and low noise, then a condenser mic is great. But most of us home podcasters don't have this. So I usually recommend an unpowered dynamic mic for use in normal room. So back to unpowered dynamic mics. What are the downsides? Well, the sound signal it produces is weak. When you listen back to it, it will sound low. So it always has to be amplified by something. Now there's two ways to do this. First is during the recording. The second is after the recording. To do it while you are recording, you have to increase the signal by increasing the signal's gain. That's a bit of jargon, the word gain, and you'll hear it over and over again. The gain is the additional power that you have to add to a signal. Sometimes it's also called input. Now there's various ways of doing this. You can plug your mic into a digital recorder or mixing deck or digital interface. So the signal is ultimately going to end up on your computer so that you can manipulate it and mix your show. So what you do is in between you you have a digital recorder or mixing deck or digital interface and these three bits of hardware have pre-amplifiers that amplify, that increase that signal before it gets into your computer. So the mic plugs into the digital interface, recorder or mixing deck and then you plug your device into your computer and that interface, that in-between piece of hardware makes sure that by the time the signal hits your computer, it's loud enough. And it does it in such a way that that machinery is designed not to introduce any additional noise. Now that obviously means more money because you have to buy that device. But to begin with, sometimes you can buy a microphone that you can connect directly to your computer and your recording software can increase the gain within the computer itself. But often computers may not have enough power to do this. So the results can vary widely. It really depends on the sort of computer that you have. So the second way to increase the gain is to amplify the signal after the recording. And the way you do this is that you open it up, the recording file in your door, your digital audio workstation, 
like GarageBand or Audacity or Audition. And there are usually ways to amplify the signal that way after you've recorded. Now that's obviously extra work. And the other thing you must be aware of is that if there was background noise on that recording, then when you amplify the recording, you'll also amplify the background noise. So it's really important to get as clean a recording to begin with as you can. So bottom line, what microphones do I recommend? Well, if you're starting on your podcasting journey, I think there are three good choices. Now, these aren't in any particular order. I think they're all equally as good. The first is the Audio Technica AT2005 dynamic microphone. The second is the Audio Technica ATR2100X dynamic microphone. And the third is the Samson Q2U dynamic microphone. Now, I have two Samson Q2Us. I think they're great. I have two because I used to do interview shows. The Audio Technica are very similar in looks and operation. And all three have features that make make them a great choice for um, not just for a first time podcaster, but also to continue your journey for quite a long time. In fact, I have not replaced the QTUs. I still use them and I've been podcasting for a couple of years now. Now, the one feature that make all three of these great is that they have or they can connect directly to your computer via USB. Now, that's convenient. And I used to, as I said, have an interview show and I had, I did 15 interviews just plugging my mic into the computer and using it as my Zoom mic. And yes, my signal was low, but I either amplified it in Orphonic, which automatically removed any noise that was introduced. But I also, in time, learned how to do the same thing using Audacity. It, that, that's my free door DAW of choice. And all three of the mics have an XLR connection as well as a USB connection. So later on, when I bought a digital recorder, a Zoom H6, which I'm actually using now, and I'm using a QTU now as well, I could keep using my mic because it has, the digital recorder has uh, XLR connections. And finally, the feature that I love as well is that all three of them have headphone sockets, which means that I can listen to my voice in real time. I can monitor my recording and also hear my guest voice as well. It's a very cool feature for a budget microphone. Now, I'm not sure what you get in the box with the Audio Technicas, but my QTU came with a small desk stand, a foam windshield, a USB cable, and an XLR cable. Some extras I'd recommend to buy later on when you can are either a desktop boom arm or a floor standing mic so that you can angle these mics really close to your mouth because it's really important that with unpowered dynamic mics you keep the microphone very close to your mouth, maybe like a palm's width, three inches, I don't know, a palm's width away from the mic. You really have to, we call it eat the mic. You'll see these sort of microphones on stage. They're very popular for musicians because they don't require any extra power. And also because you're singing into the mic, you're already producing a signal that's going to be nice and loud. So that's why vocal artists who are just speaking into the mic sometimes, well, we produce a signal that's too low. So getting a stand so that you can, of some kind, so that you can get the mic close to you is really essential. I'd love to have a boom arm but uh, I don't have a permanent place to record my shows so I have to move around hence why I've got a floor stand and also these mics are really prone to noise handling so hand holding them and trying to record them is not a good idea I'm doing it right now and there's a real danger of noise from the friction of my hand holding the mic will be introduced but uh, for various reasons I, I need to do that today and I've, I've practiced before so hopefully that will be kept down as a minimum but I can't emphasize how important it is to keep this microphone close to your mouth. 
but not too close because with dynamic mics, especially ones which have a cardioid pattern, and I'll talk about patterns again soon. If you get too close to the mic, it increases the bass frequency, so you end up sounding very deep voiced. Now, that might sound a cool thing, but actually it lowers the articulation of what you say, especially if your listeners are listening to your show while driving or on an airplane. That background noise that they'll be experiencing in those vehicles sort of resonate and your voice gets lost. It's really hard to listen to you. So don't be tempted to use what we call the proximity effect. In other words, you're too close to the mic as a kind of a sound effect to to deepen your voice or at least test it and be aware of it and listen to it on listen to your voice in that way in different locations in your car or whatever just to make sure that you're not overdoing it don't lose that definition on that top end okay that's it for today there's lots more to talk about regarding microphones so listen to the next few shows before buying anything don't rush take your time experiment 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 and podcasters whatever you do make sure you have fun bye bye now